Welcome to Jane Unchained, featuring best-selling author, TV journalist, and JaneUnchained.com founder, Jane Velez Mitchell. In the next few minutes, you'll hear a secret solution to the problems that plague our world. If you want to revolutionize your life, get truly joyful, and jump to the next phase of human evolution, all it takes is one simple choice. Now, here's your host, Jane Velez Mitchell. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. And we are reaching the end of 2018 and starting a new year. It's a time for renewal. It's a time for resolutions. And my resolution, um, along with little Rico's here, is to make 2019 the tipping point for compassion and for uh, kindness on this planet. And one of the key things that we can do to achieve kindness, compassion, peace, serenity, is stop unnecessarily killing 74 billion land animals. And if you include fish, it's trillions every year. To that end, we have an incredible guest, Laura Cascada, with one of my favorite groups on the planet, Compassion Over Killing. And they have breaking news of a huge accomplishment To wrap up 2018, Laura, take it away. What has Compassion Over Killing achieved? Well, thanks so much for having us and for that great introduction. So just last week, we learned that Boca Foods, which has long been a household name in vegetarian products, is actually going mostly vegan in response to our campaign that we launched earlier this year. We've been urging the company for months to ditch dairy from its products, and because of overwhelming consumer demand. The company has been releasing more and more vegan products and now we've heard that the company is mostly vegan in response to hearing from thousands of people supporting our campaign. And that is so incredible because Compassion Over Killing, and I've been involved with uh, some of Compassion Over Killing's amazing campaigns, literally mobilizes millions of people to send a message to a company politely, respectfully, and uh, gets these companies to listen. So tell me the process, because I understand that it was many, many years ago that Compassion Over Killing made a determination that, hey, Boca Burgers, their heart's in the right place. They want to offer plant-based foods, but there's just a couple of ingredients that make a lot of Boca Burger products, and I'm talking past tense, just impossible for vegans to eat. And um, this is something that I experience all the time as a vegan who's been vegan 22 years. I wish I knew my vegan sobriety date the way I know my uh, alcohol sobriety date because I'm 23 years sober and I know exactly that date. It's April Fool's Day, (laughs) a very appropriate day. But um, uh, I don't know the exact date I went vegan, but I know it was 22 years ago approximately. And, um, you know, uh, there are things that I go and try to eat to support vegetarianism, to support a plant-based diet. And then I find, well, there's one or two ingredients And guess what? I can't have it. So if there's eggs, if there's cow's butter, if there's cow's milk, and we all know now that there are so many other ways to uh, have the exact same or even better tasting product without uh, stealing the mother's milk from a cow, which requires separating the mother and the baby, and the boys are often killed because there's no use for them in the dairy industry or they are turned into veal. You know, dairy is bleeping scary. And if you don't believe me, just go on YouTube and look up Erin Janice's video 
YouTube video, Dairy is bleeping scary and it will explain everything. It's one of the cruelest industries on the planet. So when they put just a little bit in, vegans such as myself can't eat it, won't eat it. We, we, we don't say can't because obviously we could do whatever we want <laughs> legally, but we don't because we have just said we're not going to eat animal products or byproducts. So what was the genesis of this and how did you achieve it? Right. Well, actually, back in 2010, COK first started reaching out to Boca because, you know, more and more companies were capitalizing on this demand for vegan food. And, you know, people don't want animal ingredients. If they want a veggie burger, they want a completely vegan plant-based burger. So we reached out to Boca Foods back then and quickly got them to drop all eggs from their products. Um, it was a really quick victory. And they just responded to the overwhelming consumer demand that poured out saying, we don't want eggs in these Boca burgers. So the company, you know, already took one giant step forward and we came back this year in 2018 and said, Hey Boca, now it's time to get rid of the dairy because all of your competitors beyond meat, Gardein, they're all taking over restaurants and grocery stores. You can find them basically on every street corner and those products are all vegan and those are meeting the consumer demand for no cruel dairy ingredients. And also, you know, millions of people are lactose intolerant or they have dairy allergies and, there's a huge market that Boca was really missing out on by not offering as many vegan products. So in response to this campaign, we've gotten about 50,000 people almost to sign our petition. We've had supporters like Dotsie Bausch, the Olympian, um, Kimberly Elise, the actor, um, lots of elite athletes have all joined and signed this petition and urged Boca to ditch dairy. And now the company's responding. And earlier this year, it released some new falafel products that were all vegan um, and then it released the first of its kind vegan turkey burger, which was super exciting um, when that development happened. And now, just now, they've told us that over the last few months, they've dropped most of their dairy-containing products. They still have a few left. We're still working on them, but the line is mostly vegan. And so if you want to help us keep pushing that way, go to cok.net slash boca. We're encouraging the brand to continue to ditch dairy in 2019. Now, what's so important about this is, yes, we love animals, and our mascot here, little Rico, <laughs> is the symbol of that, the living symbol that we all love animals. But, you know, those cows and those pigs and those chickens and those turkeys are just like little Rico here, or the dog or cat you have at home. They have hearts. They dream. They have um, families. They have family units. They uh, we've heard this from Rowdy Girl Sanctuary, Renee King Sonnen, a, a, a cattle rancher who woke up and switched her cattle ranch into a vegan animal sanctuary. And now she's running a rancher's advocacy program and successfully convincing other ranchers to give up chicken farming, for example, and transition to mushroom farming. Uh, there's a tremendous commonality between chicken farming and mushroom farming. Uh, the warehouses are nearly identical and they're all crammed in there in dark places. Why not? grow mushrooms instead of sentient beings called chickens when they're both packed with protein. And actually, at the end of the day, it's a lot easier to grow plant products than it is uh, to produce animals or slaughter animals. I mean, you know, I have, uh, with my girlfriend, three rescues, three dogs, and then also a rescue cat. And you know what? It's a lot of work. Can you imagine uh, people who are... Uh, have what they call live inventory, which I find, uh, you know, morally reprehensible to consider sentient beings l mere live inventory. But uh, 
to deal with all those animals. It's a headache. Okay. Right. So there's what we need to do to save our planet is to convince, uh, convince uh, these, these companies to switch to other forms of commerce. We're not telling people don't make money. We're not telling people you got to go broke. A Boca Burger is very successful. And indeed, I believe it's going to be more successful now because there's approximately 300 million vegans on this planet. <laughs> and so now there's a whole new market. And it was really kind of silly to just put this one or two ingredients in. And I'm not just talking about Boca. I'm talking about a lot of these companies where I'm, an, I'm a label reader. And something looks vegan to me. And then I, I look at it. Oh, wait, it's got whey, W-H-E-Y. That's dairy derived. I can't eat it or it has egg, or it has something. And we all know uh, that there are alternatives that are just as tasty, if not more tasty. Mm -hmm. So where are we in terms of a society in convincing not just Boca, but other mainstream huge corporations to start transitioning to plant-based products? Well, actually, The Economist just released uh, an article calling 2019 the year of the vegan, which is really exciting. And I think we're seeing more and more companies are really cashing in on this market. Um, you know, McDonald's just even announced that it's got a vegan burger now in Chicago. And we're urging the company right now not only to uh, eliminate some of the worst abuses of chickens who are suffering on farms for the company, but also to make its vegan burger nationwide so that consumers can choose a more compassionate option if if they want to go to places like McDonald's because, you know, that's where millions and millions of people are eating and we need to bring these options front and center to them. Um, and so COK has worked on a lot of campaigns like that to get major uh, companies to adopt vegan options so that their consumers um, are often, you know, trying these options for the first time and they love them and they'll start eating more and more vegan foods and pretty soon they're vegan like us. Um, so we've gotten, you know, Dunkin' Donuts to add almond milk to its menu nationwide. We're still working on a vegan donut right now. So you can go to our website, cok.net, if you want to get involved in that. They need to hear from consumers. They need to know that the demand for these products is strong. We're also working on Starbucks in this past year, we saw Starbucks introduce its first vegan cookie nationwide. Um, they've told us that a line of vegan food is on the way. So we're continuing to push them on that um, and encourage them to really listen to their well, consumers. I want to talk about that. Yeah. Because I was part of that campaign. Right. And uh, I work with Compassion Over Killing. Now, the Starbucks cookie, and we all know, I know all too well, unfortunately, how delicious vegan cookies are. <laughs> The Starbucks cookie, and Starbucks is invited on any time. Of course, Compassion Over Killing is uh, at, uh, Boca Burger as well, and we applaud Boca Burger for what they've done. Hooray! Eureka! Hallelujah! We love you, Boca Burger. But um, Starbucks, uh, again, invited on any time. I tasted that cookie. First of all, they have not, in my experience, educated their baristas to even understand what the word vegan is. So when I came in and I heard there was a vegan cookie, I saw a cookie there and I said, is this the vegan cookie? And nobody knew what the heck I was talking about. This is just my personal experience. So right there, they could have put the word vegan on the cookie so vegans could know, oh, there's yeah. a vegan cookie. So I don't have to play a guessing game with people who are not educated about what's, what the word vegan even is. Now, why do I know that Starbucks knows better than that? I was in Zurich, Switzerland this summer, 
I went in, in the morning, to get a cup of Starbucks, which is darn good with some almond milk or soy milk. They do have the milk alternatives, thank God, even though they charge you more. And I saw in Zurich, right across from the big train station, a vegan falafel. And there was only one left. And this is all on a live video. Oh, we were sort of tussling over who was going to get the, the <laughs> final vegan falafel. I got the vegan falafel. It's absolutely delicious. I talked to the baristas there live. I don't want to get them in trouble. They probably didn't even know I was live. I walk around with a live camera all the time <laughs> on my cell phone. Please share this video. When I look down, it's because I'm sharing, video, sharing this video with other sites. And uh, it was delicious. And I asked the baristas, hey, how long have you had this vegan falafel here at Starbucks in Zurich? And they said, oh, long time. Mm -hmm. And I said, how does it sell? He goes, incredible. In fact, it's always getting sold out because everybody loves it. I'm like, holy vegan cow. <laughs> um, you know, we've been begging Starbucks in the United States of America to have a vegan cookie, which honestly, the vegan cookie they put out in my personal experience, I'm just doing my personal review, did not taste that great. Certainly nothing like Uncle Eddie's chocolate chip cookies that you can't even stop eating them. They're so delicious. Or any of the other vegan cookies that are out there. It was a little chalky. Uh, you know, sometimes I wonder if companies, when they don't want to change, they put something out that doesn't sell so good, that doesn't taste so good, it doesn't sell, and then they go, you see, it didn't sell. Okay, oh, so now we can take it off because the people don't want it. No, people want things that taste good. <laughs> yeah, so sure. when I saw this delicious vegan falafel that they were selling in Zurich at the Starbucks right across from the train station, they, and literally I grabbed the last one and it was early. It was like, it was in the morning. I was like, how is this selling out so quickly? They said, it's one of our biggest sellers. I was like, why doesn't Starbucks put a vegan falafel in the United States. Can you address that? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we know that Starbucks in the UK and all over Europe is making a lot more progress than here in the US. I mean, Starbucks was one of the first chains to introduce vegan milks to its menu. So we know that it's it's aware of this new trend that's just growing and growing of, you know, more and more non-dairy eaters um, and drinkers, coffee drinkers. But it's, it's lagging behind here in America with the food. And we've seen lots of different vegan sandwiches on Starbucks menu in Europe. Um, the UK restaurants have a new vegan sandwich for winter, um, but it hasn't always translated over here to the US. They do have a protein packed lentil bowl here in the US and the cookie, like we mentioned, all as a result of our campaign, but it's definitely something we're still pushing them on. And it's something that they need to hear why? from consumers. Why? I mean, why? Every, I'm watching a TV show on Netflix about people who come from the future and they come back into the past and they're all vegan. Every, <laughs> time, I, every time I watch a show, there's a character now yeah. who's vegan. And they claim to be a progressive company. And, um, you know, not to mention when I walk on the beach, I see Starbucks, car, you know, caps and uh, plastic caps and all this other stuff right on the beach. But they claim to be a progressive company. We know that animal agriculture is a leading cause of climate change. Right. We know that we are decimating wildlife and contributing to human world hunger 
through the consumption of meat and dairy products because meat is the most inefficient food source. Animals eat a lot more than they produce as meat or dairy. So we're fattening up cows and pigs while children are dying of starvation in the third world. It's, it's you, you know, you don't have to be a brain surgeon to figure out that transitioning to plant-based food is literally what's going to save this planet from ecological collapse. And of course, it's sad that the powers that be don't talk about it that much, including Al Gore, even though I understand I've read reports that he's vegan. Wonderful. But talk about the fact that switching to a plant-based diet is the most important thing we can do to save our planet and we're running out of time. And then you have companies like Starbucks that appear to be, and again, I invite them on any time. I would love to dialogue with Starbucks appear to be dragging their feet while they purport to be a progressive company that wants to make this world a better place and is all about, you know, enlightened capitalism. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're definitely keeping the pressure on and people can go to our website, cok.net, to get involved. They definitely need to hear from their consumers and that's what will push them. And we know they're listening. They're starting to take baby steps. So we definitely just need them to take that big step get a good, um, delicious vegan line all across Starbucks U.S. Um, that's definitely our goal. And so we're going to keep working on campaigns like this in the new year. And you can support them at our website, cok.net. And by the way, we're going to take a brief break here on Voice America, but we're going to stay live on Facebook.com slash Jane Velez Mitchell, where I'm happy to say we just surpassed 900,000 likes. Wow. So, um that's a milestone for us, which was our goal for the end of the year, and we hit it. So let's uh, put yeah. on a little Voice America music, and we're going to take a brief break, but we'll stay live on Facebook. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. There's a new force to be reckoned with in talk radio. It's not just talk radio. Hosted by LaTanya Jr. and co-host Tina Wynn and Tony Brown. Not Just Talk Radio is like a superhero. Inspiring, problem-solving, and informing. Packed with action-provoking conversations from news, movements, and social and politics issues. This program is about a wide range of voices and fresh points of view from experts, celebrities, and you, the listener. Not Just Talk Radio is broadcast live Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to the Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers channel. Do you believe that being fit is difficult? Do you think it requires turning in your favorite comfort foods for boring chicken and broccoli and spending hours in a gym? It doesn't. Tune into Have It All with Devin Alexander. Devin and her guest experts will show you how you can have it all at any age, from relationships to money to thinking bigger than you've ever imagined. 
Devin will fast-track your goals to yummy reality. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Jane Unchained. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email in to News at gmail.com. Now back to the show. All right, we're here with our lovely mascot, little Rico. He's a rescue from Puerto Rico. And uh, we're here with Laura Cascada of Compassion Over Killing. I'm in Los Angeles, and uh, you are in D.C., right? I'm actually in Portsmouth, Virginia, but our headquarters are in D.C. (laughs) All right. You know, it's fun here on Voice America Radio. First of all, I always like to give a shout-out to Voice America Allowing us and our great, we have a great uh, gentleman in the control room today, Aaron. Thank you for your help, Aaron. I want to give a shout out to Voice America for allowing us to discuss this and our executive producer, Tacey Trump, because so many mainstream media outlets that are advertiser-based don't even allow this discussion. Look at the advertisers. Um, they, don't want to, they don't want to discuss the fact that our society needs to transition to a plant-based lifestyle. You know, the human footprint carbon footprint is actually not that big, 7.6 billion humans. It's the carbon footprint of the animals that we're eating that is so large. Can you discuss that a little bit, Laura? Yeah, for sure. I mean, the United Nations even says that to uh, counteract the worst effects of climate change, we need to be switching toward a vegan diet globally. And that's why our campaigns are so important, I think, because we're bringing these vegan options to consumers who might not have ever seen vegan options before. Um, we're bringing them from the niche side stream to the mainstream. Um, and our campaigns have gotten companies like Dunkin' Donuts to offer vegan milk. And now Boca with our newest victory is going mostly vegan. And we're just seeing them ditch dairy products left and right and um, release more and more vegan products and catch up with their competitors like Gardein and Beyond Meat and Impossible that are all completely vegan burgers. And now you know, big companies like McDonald's are, are seeing that this is where the money is. Um, and it really is, it's, it's, it's needed for us to be sustainable into the future. And we've encouraged companies like Subway to offer a vegan patty. Subway is definitely ramping up its efforts toward becoming a more and more sustainable company. And um, several years ago, Subway started introducing vegan patties in its restaurants in the DC area near our headquarters. And we're encouraging them to expand that nationwide and to really give consumers in all markets across the country access to these more sustainable foods because it's, you know, it's healthier for them. Animal, animal products are the only thing that you eat that has cholesterol. So vegan products are cholesterol free. They have lower saturated fat. Um, they're better for our bodies. We'll live longer, be healthier. And we're also just having a lighter footprint on the planet by eating vegan. All right, we've got a caller, Sarah from Georgia. Your question or thoughts, Sarah? Hi, uh, thank you so much, Compassion Over Killing, for helping um, with this effort in Boca Burger. I'm really excited um, because my sister and a lot of my family are not are pre-vegan, and this is a really great opportunity for people that are pre-vegan to try a um, plant-based burger in a fast food type of food environment or store 
where they may not be able to go out to a fancy restaurant. So thank you so much. Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, I think people are just so um, overwhelmed with appreciation. Uh, we, I want to read a few more of the comments here. We've got about 40 comments. Uh, Lindsay Baker says, hashtag ditch dairy. Um, also, Jean McGuire Brunker says, I want a new job. I want to work for a company that is vegan and help push a vegan agenda. And uh, Dion Bacalo says, yes, ditch dairy, please. We need and want vegan products. Um, this goes on and on. Shirley Wolf says, thank you, Voice America. Debbie Friata says, non-GMO is important as well. And Shannon Blair says, hi, Rico. We love you. <laughs> okay. Um, now, Jasna says, are any of these companies working with any corporations as hospitals, schools, colleges? I mean, yes, that's, you know, we just passed something here in uh, the state of California where now vegan options must legally be required. They have to offer vegan options in hospitals and in prisons. And the next thing we need to do is hit the schools. Um, so uh, do you work at all to try to get uh, these vegan products in um, institutions? Yeah, definitely. That's an area that we're looking into more and more. And um, COK was first involved a number of years ago in efforts like doing meatless Mondays at the LA schools. And now I know there's a group out there that's really working hard to get vegan options on um, all the LA school menus um, every day of the week. Uh, and so we're definitely interested in working more in that area. And, um, you know, it's important for kids to be to be able to have these options um, and, you know, for them not to be seen as expensive and inaccessible. And I think that's one thing that's so great about the Boca campaign is that, you know, you can get a Boca burger at the store for under a dollar per patty. Uh, and, and it's really easy to make. You just throw it in the microwave or the toaster oven. Um, you don't have to go to a fancy restaurant. You don't have to go to an organic food shop. Um, so we're really trying to do more to make, to combat food deserts and to make these options more and more accessible to consumers. Um, and in our DC office, we're working with local schools too, to bring healthy, delicious eating to them. And we have a lot of our um, programs and recipes on our website, tryveg.com. So if you are not familiar with vegan eating, you can visit that. Uh, Jessica Carter is our resident um, food and lifestyle educator, and she does tons of vegan videos and recipe creations um, and just, you know, really helps people get familiar with how delicious plant-based cooking can be. Yeah. I mean, look, we are actually today, since every Monday we try to go to a vegan restaurant or showcase a new vegan product in a regular mainstream restaurant, we're going to a new all vegan pizza parlor. And this is happening more and more. There was a wing store uh, restaurant down the block for me. And I would see it every day when I walk my dogs and go, oh, my God, just the word wings. And people don't even think about it. They don't even think uh, wings. Wings, those are body parts of individuals who didn't donate their body parts. And people just think of wings as if they're sort of things that fall from the sky or fall from a tree. No, Chickens who have incredible personalities uh, and who are sentient beings who feel suffering, who feel pain, they have to die uh, to produce those so-called wings. Well, the place finally closed. I used to fantasize about opening a vegan <laughs> restaurant there, but since I have a hard time making toast and coffee, I, I, I don't think I will do that. But all of a sudden, a pizza parlor opened. 
So I said, okay, let me go in and talk to them. And I went in before they opened. I said, hey, uh, please offer a vegan pizza. Well, they said, okay, thank you. And it opened. They offered, they had a vegan pizza. I walked in and they said it was their top seller. Wow. And all the other pizzas were sitting there untouched and there was only three slices left of the vegan pizza. And of course I ordered one and it was delicious. Now we're going to an all vegan pizza parlor. And one of the other things that I'm seeing is there are a lot of restaurants now that I'm seeing in Los Angeles that used to be meat serving restaurants. We just profiled one the other day, um, a, a woman who said, I was chopping chicken. She owned a restaurant in West Hollywood. And she just said, I was chopping chicken, 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 chicken. Because, you know, 95% of all the animals consumed are chickens. And she just said, I stopped. I put down my knife and I said, I can't do it anymore. She closed the restaurant. She opened it back up as a vegan uh, Italian restaurant. And it's delicious. And you can't even get a table. It's packed. So it's not like we're asking people to you know, commit financial suicide. She's making more money than she ever did with her uh, new, you know, new product line. Yeah, that that's amazing. And it's interesting that you bring up chickens because yeah, they are the majority of animals killed in this country, but even we're seeing Tyson Foods, which is the biggest chicken killing company in this country is now investing in Beyond Meat. And we actually have a campaign. You can learn more about it at chickenindustry.com. That's our website exposing the horrors that these birds go through. I mean, they're, they're bred to grow so morbidly obese that they can hardly stand up most of the time. Um, so we've got a campaign targeting Tyson Foods and urging them to end some of these terrible abuses of birds and also to keep shifting toward plant protein. And they're, they're seeing that this is where the future is. They've, they've, the former CEO has recently stated that the future of food includes vegan and Tyson has invested more and more in Beyond Meat, and they've even launched their own plant-based bowls. So if Tyson can do that, certainly, you know, every other restaurant or company um, in this country can be adding vegan foods and, you know, making a huge profit from it. That's where the money is. And, you know, it's, you know, for our planet and for the health of our um, communities, we need to be incorporating these plant-based foods into menus and grocery chains. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I, I want to correct, I, I actually kind of melded two stories in my mind because we went from one restaurant to another, and one is a new, fantastic vegan Italian restaurant. The other one was a restaurant where the woman, she also makes fantastic food, uh, was making chicken dishes and just put the knife down and said, I can't do it anymore. So it was actually two stories that I accidentally <laughs> melded into one, so I'll separate them out. But it's happening so much in, in so many places that it's impossible to keep up. I mean, we were in Utah recently for Direct Action Everywhere's um, Animal Liberation Western Convergence where hundreds of people gathered uh, and we ended up, I uh, participated in, and videotaped 100 chickens being rescued from a slaughterhouse. Uh, the slaughterhouse owner actually um, released 100 chickens in a good faith effort uh, for Thanksgiving. And... Um, uh, there were so many vegan restaurants in Salt Lake City, it blew my mind. There's a French ba bakery that's 100% vegan that has the most delicious, decadent French pastries that you will ever see. And I defy anyone to sit and taste those incredible dishes and say, oh, 
I miss the butter. You know, I was talking to somebody, uh, a good friend of mine who's vegan. He said, well, I was just at this event and the wife was very interested in the veganism, but the husband said no. And he named some of the top vegan restaurants in LA and said he hated them. You know, and I was thinking about that. And the guy said, my friend said, I didn't have a response. And, you know, it, it reminds me of when people are determined to hate something, it really has nothing to do with the taste of the food. It has to do with the, uh, their, their position is, I'm not going to like this no matter what. Um, those are probably some of the toughest people. Uh, and often, you know, they're married or they have a relative who is much more open. Um, I'll give you an example with my own family. I have a nephew who's vegan. His daughter's vegan from birth. And then I have other family members who are not vegan. But we flipped the equation this year. I went to the Christmas dinner, and uh, my niece, who cooked, is not vegan, but she laid out an entire vegan spread. Wow. And then the people who did eat non-vegan food kind of ate it quietly in the corner. It was, we flipped. This is what needs to happen. So people who say to me, you know, it's tough going back to the family. Uh, because I've got all this vegan, this animal, dead animals out there. I, I think persist. Nevertheless, we persisted because if you can get them, and we brought some, if you can get one or two people in on it, you know, even if they're maybe vegetarian, try to flip the equation. It's not going to just happen like that. Your whole family may not go vegan like that, like, unlikely. But you may be able to almost consider it like a, a board game when those, when those plates go out there. I was kind of blown away by the fact that everything that was laid out was vegan. And then the other, the other things were kind of like the unmentionables that people were eating over there. And I thought, this is progress. This is real progress. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, and it's... The, the meat, dairy, and egg industries have spent billions of dollars marketing and really ingraining into people that they need to be eating these products. So it isn't an overnight switch, but it's definitely, you know, just little increments at a time. If you can get your family to try something, um, we have a program every April around Earth Day called Veg Week, and that um, involves getting thousands of people just to pledge to try vegan for a week. And we give them tons of recipes and tips and prizes. Um, and just that little step of just committing to it for a week um, sometimes is enough to really push them to keep going, keep going. So it's just, you know, trying every little chance you get to introduce people to these options. Um, and it really can make a difference for sure. Yeah. And we're getting a lot of comments. We've got Anna Berna. Our holiday gatherings are 100% vegan. And now almost everyone there is vegan. It's progress for sure. And Jean McGuire Brunker said, I had a holiday party and it was all plant-based and no oil dishes. Yummy. And the food got eaten. So, you know, Jasna says it all. Today, eating animals is a choice, not a necessity. I mean, this is the thing for people who say, well, it's a choice. Everything in life is a choice. I mean, when you think about it, to murder somebody is a choice. It's a very bad choice. Um, but everything we do is a choice. That doesn't make it okay. We have a choice to kill and we have a choice not to kill. And... What's really extraordinary is to analyze people when the bulb goes on and you suddenly see, boom, 
oh my God, this slice, this product there on the plate was a being. How are we going to wake people up? Yeah, that, that's such a powerful moment right there. And I think our, our footage from investigations that we conduct, um, we have a number of really powerful undercover investigations exposing the horrors that animals experience in slaughterhouses and on factory farms. Um, just showing them that footage. Sometimes people will go vegan overnight because they just had no idea. And and to to make the connection to see that these are living being animals just like your dog or cat and feel pain the same way and then to see that they're you know hurled down a slaughter line at reckless speeds and killed um just for you know a few minutes of a meal um it just doesn't make any sense and i think once that light bulb goes on for people um you know their their eyes are opened and they want to try vegan eating and so we try to empower them with recipes with um, resources and of course make vegan foods more and more accessible to them so it's not hard it's just an easy choice they can make every day with their forks all right well we're going to take another break on voice america influencers radio which you can also hear on itunes you can also listen to all of our podcasts by going to janeunchained.com and we have them all listed right there on the home page you can just click on uh, voice america influencers and get them so let's take a brief break and um if you want to speak to us, we've got tons of comments that are coming on via Facebook, but you can call us 866-472-5795. So we're going to stay live on Facebook. We're going to take a brief break here on the radio. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Sustainable success is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Financial freedom and money are subjects that many people are uncomfortable discussing. These don't have to be. Listen for Money, Mindset, and Love with Thomas DeShooter. We're all about sharing ideas with tips, amazing guests, and input from you, the listeners. It's time to dream big and help each other reach our goals. Not only will you get closer to financial freedom, but you'll learn more about spirituality, work-life balance, and empowerment. Listen live Thursdays at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern on Voice America Influencers. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We get Guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You 
are listening to Jane Unchained. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email in to News at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back. We are here on Voice America Influencers with Laura Cascada of Compassion Over Killing. They have announced their huge victory getting Boca Burger to pretty much go plant-based 100% and veganize most of their recipes, which is a 10-year, I think, uh, uh, effort. And so congratulations, Compassion Over Killing. We're also involved, Jane Unchained and Compassion Over Killing today, to try to uh, get Starbucks to offer more vegan options the way they're doing in Europe. And they know how to do it because they're doing it very successfully (laughs) in Europe, Starbucks. Um, And uh, we're talking about how people have resistance. They think they're standing up for themselves, but what they don't realize, they've just been brainwashed. I was reading the history of why people are eating bacon and eggs for breakfast, which is not a good thing to eat. Processed meat, which includes bacon, has officially been determined to be cancer-causing by the World Health Organization, and eggs are packed with cholesterol. Um, And uh, it was some guy who was hired by a company that uh, ran a meatpacking, and they hired some guy, and they said, try to work up some kind of campaign to get people to eat animals for breakfast. And he started writing to doctors. This is all online. You can find it. Google it. Uh, He started writing to doctors and saying, do you think it would be good for people to have a hearty breakfast in the morning? And they said, yes. And then he said, what about bacon and eggs? And they said, okay. This was years ago. You know, back in the, I think, I don't know how long ago, but it it was maybe a half a century ago. And uh, he created a whole campaign based on the responses of a few doctors. And next thing you know, he got America eating bacon and eggs for breakfast. And he bragged about it (laughs) on a video that's like a black and white video, which I watched. And I was like, oh, my God. He basically is like, hey, I scammed America and now the world into eating this for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And it was a marketing campaign. And I was hired by a meatpacking company. Now, people might get all those images and those subliminal messages and say, I need to eat bacon and eggs because I need to be strong, but you've been scammed. You've been duped. And the guy is online in an old video explaining how he scammed you. We've got another, we got a couple of callers here. We've got Aaron from Oceanside, California. Aaron, uh, your question or thought? Uh, hello, Jane. This is Aaron. Are you still there? Yes, we are. I wanted to, I just heard you speak about, you know, women, obviously, uh, those of us that are vegans are aware there's more women in the vegan movement, but I wanted to share something and that I was able to see the pretty much 90% cut of the new documentary coming out called The Game Changers which is being produced by James Cameron and Rip Esselstyn, who is the son of Dr. Caldwell Esselstyn, the famous heart surgeon who is also vegan. And this documentary coming up attests to everything that you're talking about, and I think it's really going to bring men over because it shows that erectile dysfunction is directly related to eating meat and dairy. I think this is going to wake up men hugely when this premieres 
hugely, as it were. Um, <laughs> yes, thank you, Erin. Wonderful comment. We can talk about that a little bit more. We've got uh, Lisa Carl in Westlake Village. Hi, Lisa. Hey, Jane, how are you? Happy New Year to you thank and to you, you all your staff and, and all the people that tune into Voice of America. I just wanted to let everybody know that Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine has a brand new free app. The 21-day kickstart has been revised with new recipes. You can get it for free. I put the link in the comment section, or you can just go to 21-day uh, kickstart on, uh, on either Google Play or the Apple App Store. I love it. And Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine is an incredible organization that you know, their work dovetails with Compassion Over Killing. And one of the great things, thank you, Lisa, about all these organizations is that they're not really competitive with each other. Like, everybody is trying to get the same thing done. We want people to, for their health, for the environment, for the animals. Um, you know, what we've got today is Planet Slaughterhouses. Philip Wolin, who used to be the head of uh, one of the biggest banks in the world and became a vegan and is, is now a philanthropist, he says we've turned this... The, the level of killing, we kill more animals in a couple of hours than all the human beings who have died in all the wars in the history of humankind. That is not right. There's something wrong with that, okay? And we need to address it. Uh, Lindsay Baker from Los Angeles, your question or thought, Lindsay? Hello, Jane. I want to say Happy New Year to everyone and to you, of course, for all the wonderful work that you do. But my comment is that for other people that are like me that are married to pre-vegans and have to daily, you know, see evidence of carnivorous eating habits and so forth, and it really can bring you down, and you think it's never going to end, particularly I have a husband that's, um, you know, kind of very traditional type of person and adverse to being vegan. But tonight we're going to Puerto Vita Restaurant in West. LA's first time that he's actually going to go to a vegan restaurant, an all-vegan restaurant to eat. So for me, that's a big victory, and I just see it as a very positive sign for the future. So I just want to make that comment. I love it. It's such a great restaurant. That was one of the restaurants I mentioned that um, yes. is, uh, she's Italian. She's fabulous. She grew up with, you know, cooking around her, and she just decided – when she woke up, I'm going to veganize all my traditional Italian recipes. And the food is spectacular. Uh, I, think I can't that, wait. Yeah, he'll love it. Pura Vida in West Hollywood, it's, it's really good. Um, and I have the same background from New York, so that's how I convinced him. I said, look, if the boys from New York can go there and say it's better than their mamas, it's got to be something. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so yes. That's it. Well, let me ask Laura about this, because I'm hearing this more and more, split families. Um, it's kind of like if the, the husband's Republican and the wife's Democrat, except let's leave politics out of it. Yeah. <laughs> if the husband is a meat eater, I don't even say any meat eater anymore. I think it's one step removed. Eats animals. Kills yep. animals and eats them. And the wife is has had the wake up experience and realizes we don't need to kill these beautiful, innocent animals. What do they do? 
Yeah, it's a tough scenario. And I mean, I'm fortunate that my wife is vegan too, so I don't have to deal with that. But I know I have so many friends and family who who are split like that. And, you know, I think it, it's a tough battle because especially if you're you're so committed to eating vegan and not eating animals and to see someone who's so important to you not really get it. But I think, you know, for me, I think the most the best way to approach it is to be compassionate to that other person because if you're guilting them and shaming them, um, it's just not going to be a healthy relationship and a way to encourage them to try vegan food. But the more you show them how delicious it is um, and the more you take them to your favorite <laughs> restaurants and just give them the opportunity to try those foods, I think it'll rub off on them. And um, at Compassion Over Killing, we, we try to give pre-vegans really a lot of positive opportunities to try vegan food in a supportive setting. So, you know, our our campaigns obviously are bringing vegan options to the mainstream so that way people don't have to go out of their way to go to a special vegan restaurant. They can just, you know, go to a Starbucks or go to a Dunkin' Donuts with the people they love who might not necessarily be eating vegan um, but it'll rub off on them. And then, you know, we have Veg Week where people can get empowered and just try out vegan food just for a week and see how it is. Uh, we offer a DC oh. Veg Fest uh, where, you know, we're based in DC. And every uh, around September, we have this big festival bringing thousands of people in the nation's capital together to just celebrate plant based food and all the positive aspects of it. So I think really approaching it positively like that is the best way to go. I have an idea. I don't know if Lindsay, she's probably listening if she's not still on. Um, I'm still here. Okay. I think people want to be a part of. If I had to boil down some of the biggest roadblocks is that people don't want to be outliers. They want to be part of the mainstream. Just like kids in school, we want to fit in. We don't want to be different. So if you had a double date with a couple that seems in every other way to be ordinary or that you would normally hang out with and that couple happens to be vegan and then your husband can see that the man okay and maybe maybe i'm not saying you know maybe get somebody from game changers or you know i know bodybuilders we're on friday we're going to have sergeant vegan who's a a former marine uh who's going to be here cooking vegan food and he was i believe he said he went through uh afghanistan serving our country fighting and he remained vegan, maybe have dinner in a setting where then it appears that, hey, I'm the outlier if I'm eating animals. Look, uh, so I, if I want to belong, if I want to feel normalized by, you know, normalizing veganism, and it's a head game. It's a head game. This is what I've started to realize more and more, you know, I get angry and I get frustrated and I realize that's not helpful. And actually it was one of our contributors, Renee Marinkovich, who is, she calls herself animal hostage negotiator. And she said, we need to start using the techniques that the FBI has developed over years to negotiate with hostages who are bank robbers and other people holding hostages. And they can't afford to get angry. They've got to talk to those people and they first have to drain the conversation of hostility. They've got to establish a rapport, a commonality, a bond, and then they've got to get those people to agree with their goal, which is put down the guns and come out. So we need to use some of those same techniques to hit people psychologically because this is all a head game. These people, nine times out of 10, can't even tell it's not meat, but they're 
because their identity is so closely melded with the idea of eating animals that you're almost asking them to give up a part of their personality. It reminds me of when I was a drunk, okay? And I couldn't give up alcohol. And it didn't matter what anybody said to me, I couldn't walk away from it because I was hooked. But then I hit bottom and I woke up and I realized it's not that I'm not gonna drink today, it's that I don't have to drink today one day at a time. So I think that, you know, we, we can't, we never know when somebody's gonna hit bottom. But um, there are kind of techniques that I think can make it so that, that their resistance is gradually diminished. So try a double date, Lindsay Baker, and all the other women out there who have a- animal-eating husbands who feel like, don't tell me what to do. That's what it boils down to. It's Men, you know, in the case of men who are meat eaters, um, for women, it, it may be a totally different scenario. But what, what I've heard literally is, don't tell me what to do. It's a power issue. And so we have to get them to realize that they can exert power by making this decision themselves. Does that make sense, Laura? And we're back down to our last minute. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, there's like the Game Changers documentary that was brought up earlier, um, like Forks Over Knives, you see the firemen in there and they're all going vegan. I think it's a really, it's a really strong message when you can show that this is becoming more and more normalized. And I think that's why The Economist labeled 2019 the year of the vegan, because it's just becoming so prolific now everywhere you look. And so I think that if people feel like they're not just you know, out there, like someone weird and they're, you know, it's just normal and it's perfectly fine and they can find these options everywhere they look and they've got people around them supporting them. For sure, I think that makes a huge difference and really is encouraging for them. Well, I just want to say it's been a great conversation. Laura Cascada of Compassion Over Killing. What an incredible organization. It's COK.net, right? Yes, Yes. thanks so much. Yeah, COK.net, get involved. They have great campaigns. And what I really love about Compassion Over Killing is that they're very positive. You know, they do everything with a lot of grace and a sense of humor, even though they're tackling these big companies. Um, And, you know, maybe in 2019, we're going to get Starbucks to uh, offer some good tasting vegan options in their restaurants. Uh, Come on. (laughs) Come on, Mr. Schultz. Isn't it Mr. Schultz? Uh, I think he is even toyed with the idea of running for president. I, our entire planet depends on transitioning to a plant-based diet on a mass scale before we have literally wiped out all the wildlife and triggered an ecological collapse. Uh, you know, We're not doing this because we get a commission on the vegan food. We're doing it because we know that this is the answer to save our planet and we're just killing, killing, killing way too much. All right. Thank you, Laura Cascada. Thank you. We'll see you next time on Voice America Influencers. Thank you for tuning in to Jane Unchained. We hope you'll join Jane Velez Mitchell for the next edition of her program next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers channel. Meanwhile, have a peaceful week. 